special edition, a little spin-off show, if you will, limited time spin-off show. Um, we're going to be doing these fun little Mandalorian Mon- Mondays. Yeah. Uh, thanks to the ever so amazing, awesome Disney Plus and the original series Mandalorian that we have taken to, with excitement, um... I think I can already tell this is going to be one of those shows that I just watch over and over again. I've yes. already watched both episodes twice, and I'm ready to watch them again. Oh, I know. Like, like we both watched them twice. We watched them once as fans. We watched them two as note takers, and yeah. the third time we'll watch them as fan again, fans again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> to get ready and for we'll notice, the drop Friday, <laughs> and we'll notice something mm-hmm. that we didn't notice before. Like so. I did not and, notice. Um, the naltyisms until you pointed it out. Oh yeah. yeah, we'll get there. But we're gonna release these on Mondays, Mandalorian Mondays. So the episodes drop the uh, uh, Disney Plus episodes drop on Friday. So that gives you the weekend to catch the episode. And uh, based on how things have gone so far, I would advise you to avoid the internet because people are crazy with the spoilers and their memes and their gifts and all that stuff. So watch out. But you can uh, we need, listen to us we on need Mondays. Nerd word for spoiler people who spoil. I don't want to call them spoilers. Hmm. And not nerdlers. That won't work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we'll be thinking about it. Um, so a big reason that we're practicing this way. I am at my house. Josh is at his house, and we yep. are on the phone with each other. And uh, a big reason that we're practicing this way is because. At the end of January, I am finally, after years of saying I'm going to and being pushed by my my family to to follow the dreams and and my cohort here who's been saying for years, I think it's time to go, I think it's time to do, I'm making the move to Atlanta. And uh, I'm excited. Uh, It's it's bittersweet, but we definitely do not want to stop doing this show with each other. So we are, uh, this, this, Way was was given to me by uh, Tim and David at Johnny Has the Keys. This is how they do it. Uh, so we're giving it a try. Give her a goal. Yeah. Hope it works out. Fingers crossed. Yes. Uh, so these first two chapters that dropped, um, we're going to discuss the first two chapters tonight for our first Mandalorian Monday. However, moving forward, Mandalorian Mondays will be for Patreon subscribers only. Exclusively, yes, we are finally delving into the exclusive content on our Patreon page. Um, you, we do, we have had some like uh, little tidbits and sneak peeks of episodes coming up, but this is going to be right, right. Um, and I actually posted on our Patreon page to sit down with uh, Patrick. Uh, yeah, that the uh, uh, Beeler's Day Off podcast. Yes, uh, we are which dropped today. Yes, if you are uh, listening to this, check out Beeler's Day Off podcast uh we got to sit down with him and just tell our story um Mm -hmm. he has a podcast where it's just sitting down with people from this area and listening to them tell their story um 
whether it be uh, soldiers, uh, performers, um, local government, whatever it may be. Doctors. Doctors, lawyers, everything. He just loves to hear people's stories. Uh, so check that out. Uh, today's episode featured us, uh, which was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. you will have to subscribe for the Patreon to listen uh, after Chapter 2. Um, yep. Uh, this and we hope that you yes. will. Uh, as, uh, how do you how do you even go about becoming a Patreon supporter? Maybe that's something yes. you should share with the folks because I don't even know how to do that. Well, yes. Um, so if you go to Patreon dot com and search Thirty and Nerdy Podcast, that's three zero the and sign Nerdy Podcast, you can become a patron. You'll, our, our page will pop up with a little bit of information about us. Our trailer from the very first thing we recorded is on there. Uh, we've got uh, some different stuff that posts to different tiers. There are four different tiers. There's a, a $3 tier, which gets just kind of sneak peek season updates. Then the $5 tier will start your exclusive RSS feed, which is where our audio is. Uh, so $5 tier and up will get Mandalorian Mondays. Uh, so definitely, I mean, you spend $5 on Starbucks, easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in one sitting. So just for $5 a month, you can support this podcast and get exclusive audio feed to Mandalorian Mondays and maybe some other things we talk about. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. it's a, it's a steal. It is definitely a steal. If, if it's anything. Yes. Um, and plus the show itself, um, you know, just talking about the Mandalorian, hopefully uh, as much as it's taken on and people have grasped onto it, Hopefully this is a great opportunity to kind of break down what people have seen before going into the next episode. Um, And you want to hear more of what we have to say. Uh, Because I can honestly say that this Mandalorian show has given me more of the old school Star Wars feel. Oh, yeah. Than than the prequels or the new ones have. And I have, like, really heavily defended the uh, sequel movies. Um but I will say, though, that like after leaving those movies, I was excited, I was jazzed about them, whatever, but I didn't feel the need to like immediately go back and watch it again yeah. to catch things that I missed or anything like that. But with this show, I did feel that way. And, you know, honestly, it could be because the ease of access. I can just put it on my Disney Plus app, and it's you know 30 minutes or so, so it's not that big of a commitment. It could be that aspect, but still, either way, it's a totally different feeling than we've had in a long time. Absolutely. Um I, I wouldn't say that I stopped being a Star Wars fan. It just kind of became more when the time is right, I'm a Star Wars fan. Yeah. But I think that with this show, it'll keep me year-long a Star Wars fan. Oh, um, yeah. With more, and they're, you know, they're already talking that Disney Plus will open up a whole new world of the Star Wars universe to view on Disney Plus as TV shows. So mm-hmm. that will keep us kind of year-long Star Wars fans. And I'm sure our friend Peyton is... Definitely enjoying that. Oh yeah, I haven't talked to him yet, but uh, I'll be anxious to see what he has to what he has to say about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So you want to just uh, dive on in? Tell us a little bit about the Mandalorian. Let's go ahead and and get started with it. So the Mandalorian, of course, is the brand new web series on the Disney Plus streaming app. Um, it was created by none other than John Favreau, and you would possibly know him as Happy Hogan from the MCU. And he was also the director behind Iron Man 1 and 2, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, yes, he, right? he was kind uh, of the, 
the the father that brought us the MCU director was. Yeah, he's a big driving force behind them all the MCU stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And Disney, he he did the Jungle Book, the live action Jungle Book from a few years ago, which actually was really good. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed uh, it. So if John John Favreau's attached to it, you know it's going to be some quality stuff. Uh, we were actually we had we're going to be spending New York. We're going to be in New York for Thanksgiving next week, not this coming right. week, but next week. And uh, mm-hmm. so today we had our Thanksgiving lunch with my older brother Christopher and his family, and uh, his right. the nephew stayed with us last night while they went to the Garth Brooks concert. And so today we were watching the Replacements, that football movie with Keanu Reeves. And I'd completely forgot that John Favreau was the big linebacker in it. He was this crazy oh, yeah. <laughs> hooligan of a character, and I was like, "Man, he gave us the MCU kind of like he he started us along the way of of the MCU." And to see him play this irate cop who <laughs> loves to hit people, I was like, "Wow, he's come a long way since 2002." <laughs> so um, it was just a, a reminder that how talented Favreau is, not just as yeah. a director, but as an actor as well, because I love Happy Hogan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, everybody and does, his, I think. his insight. What's not the love? Absolutely, and you can tell that he has the finger to the pulse of the Star Wars fans watching Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I love John Favreau. Uh, so he's quoted as giving this synopsis about the Mandalorian series. After the stories of Jango and Boba Fett, another warrior emerges in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. The series depicts a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the New Republic. Mm. It really is like and a lawless galaxy. It's like a, a Western. Mm-hmm. I, I have in my notes somewhere here that anyone who's a fan of Westerns and if they can like tolerate or look past the sci-fi element, or especially if they enjoy sci-fi, they would love this show. Absolutely. He's, he's a desperado. He's a yeah. Shane. He's a Clint Eastwood in the old Westerns. Uh, he's kind of like a Lone Ranger. You know? Yeah. So it, it's really cool to see the mix of Western and sci-fi done well, not like Cowboys versus Aliens. Now, the Mandalorians are a race of people from the planet Mandalore. Uh, Originally, George Lucas had envisioned Mandalorians as being the super commandos for uh, The Empire Strikes Back, but instead it turned into just Boba Fett, which is still a win, because Boba Fett is one of the most popular Mm -hmm. characters in the entire franchise. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it seems like the race of the Mandalorians, uh, they've fallen on hard times. They're in uh, small tribes now. Uh, A lot of them take work as bounty hunters and mercenaries and stuff like that but they are pretty much widely known to be ruthless yeah and i mean you i'm, I'm not up to date on a lot of that canon like past what i've seen in the movies uh right. growing up and you had to actually kind of tell me a little bit about the mandalorian and like uh from the literature and stuff so mm-hmm. uh, it's really cool to learn more yeah, they're, they're known for their uh, special armor that they wear. They wear helmets. They never take their helmets off, it seems. Uh, I had never heard that until uh, this show said it. But so far, the Mandalorian himself has not removed his helmet. So uh, I guess that is a Mandalorian thing. I didn't know. I feel like that'd be uncomfortable to sleep in. Probably so. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's some sort of like space-age way of like putting yourself to sleep. Without the old yeah. conventional way. Uh, so who is the Mandalorian? Uh, apparently, according to the internet, 
his real name is Din Jaren, and I don't think that the show has said mm-hmm. that yet. But hey, that's what the internet says, so it must be true. Yeah, absolutely. And he's played by Pedro Pascal, who you would know as uh, the Viper from the Game of Thrones. He was Oberyn Martell, mm-hmm. great swordsman, and uh, quick talker. Oh yeah, he destroyed uh, the, by Mandal- the mountain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh man, that, was that one that was one of the most graphic scenes in the entire yeah, series. That, 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 that was one, one of really the first times I just went, "Oh gosh!" <laughs> yeah, that was me too. So the Mandalorian is equipped, of course, with his Mandalorian armor, and in the first episode, we see he gets a new piece mm-hmm. in exchange for uh, starting this job to look for the little the asset surprise at the end. Yeah, uh, he also has a rifle. This rifle, I think, is unlike anything we've seen in Star yeah. Wars before. It's got like a little pitchfork on the end and he can like obliterate people just dissolve them with this rifle yeah some of those poor jawas you know (laughs) uh he's got the little pistol he's got a knife he's got this little grapple thing i don't really know what else to call it (laughs) jingo fett had one too uh yeah he's got a flamethrower and so far no jetpack yeah but we're only two episodes in so maybe he'll get one we'll see uh, other than that, we don't know a lot about him, except that he had a traumatic childhood. Seems like uh, he grew up in some sort of war-torn uh, area. Uh, yeah. it looks like his parents were killed. Uh-huh. Uh, they, uh, uh, they were, were meant to believe. Yeah, under attack when they hit him in a looked like a bunker of some type. Uh, and, of course, this is five years after the return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. so the em- Empire is no more. Or most of them are in hiding. Yeah. Yes. There's a few remnants mm-hmm. here and there, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So, so, shall we talk about chapter one? Let's go ahead and do that. Yeah. So, chapter one. Uh, right away, we have the, like we were talking, how it's like a western. Yeah. They're in a cantina, right? Yes. And uh, we see some guys hustling this little blue alien. And uh, we were talking earlier today about how uh, it's like, you know, this blue alien, he looks pretty familiar. Yeah, it's been killing me. You, so, believe it or not, that is Horatio Sands. No, it's not. Yeah, that's Horatio Sands uh, of Saturday, Saturday Night Live wow. fame. Yep, that's him. It was killing oh, me, too. Gosh. So, I looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> I actually did not love his character. Yeah. I I felt like he looked like a guy in blue makeup. Yeah, it didn't seem as immersively done as some of the other cantina members that we're used to seeing yeah. in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe just put together. Maybe they did it for a reason to make him stand out as the target, possibly, to give him more of a part of the story look. I don't know. Um, but he definitely stood out immediately. Like, eh, he looks nothing like the other aliens we see. Exactly. Well, it didn't take us long to figure out what the Mandalorian is all about because he walks up to Horatio Sands and he says, I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. I loved that line. And me too. And Horatio Sands is like, all right, you're the boss. Yeah. <laughs> I love how it's, uh, it's a, called a, he lays down the bounty puck. I've always wanted to know mm-hmm. what those were. They're like little hologram thing, wanted posters, basically. Yeah, essentially that's what it yeah. is. Um. That was a, a really cool opening sequence too, because we had the big fight in the bar. And did you uh, did you remember when he pulled the guy through the door and cut him in half? Yes, that was gnarly. That was pretty epic. <laughs> like it's like 
grappled him and, and turned on the door, I was like, dang, this man is... A- alien violence is okay, kids. It's fine. Yeah, alien violence is, is purely science fiction. So it's really hard to convey emotion when you're wearing a mask or a helmet mm-hmm. or, or anything like that. But I find that I sort of forget about that with him, you know? I feel like I understand exactly how he's feeling and what he's thinking. Well, most yeah, of the I time. Yeah, and I think it's a, um, it has to do a lot to do with his body language and the way he kind of tilts mm-hmm. his head sometimes. You can almost see what his face is doing kind of right. under the helmet. I've enjoyed I, 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 like I agree with you. I mean, you kind of forget their facial features. So one question I have, and this may be a, a, a reach here, mm-hmm. a real big stretch, but when the blue alien guy went down into the cargo area and was snooping around and he caught him and he threw him in the little cell yeah. and froze him in the carbonite. Yeah. Where did he learn how to do that, I wonder? Mm-hmm. The carbonite. Because if you remember, fine listeners, That's a- in The Empire Strikes Back, they sort of talked about carbonite, at least in my opinion. They talked about it like it was something that they weren't used to using on humans. Yeah. Because they talked about how, you know, what are we going to do if Han Solo doesn't survive the carbonite or yeah. whatever. And they were, you know, checking his vitals when he got out of mm-hmm. it. So I've always thought that this was not something that had been done regularly. Yeah. That Han was the first time it had been used. Yeah. So definitely. maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. Yeah. And I um, also think that maybe um, it kind of gives us a little bit of an Easter egg into the way that bounty hunters run. With their inmates. Right. Um, that and maybe or, is this a thing that maybe Bubba started. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like, did he learn this from Boba Fett mm. himself? Because, you know, we really don't know what his true fate is. Yeah. And that, so, I mean, do you feel like this series needs Boba Fett? I think they will lead to Boba Fett. I think that this is where we will get to the death. Maybe not at this season. But I definitely think he could always linger there that this is the show that answers us he's alive. Because we've been given, what, some canon stories where he survived? I don't don't know if Disney has done any Boba Fett canon stuff yet. But it definitely was in those old books. If if they have, I don't know it. But yeah, in the old uh, legend stuff, like he... Once he got into the Sarlacc's stomach, he blew it up from the inside yeah. out, and he crawled out of the pit. Yeah. And um, just vanished. So, I, yeah. So I don't know what what Disney's uh, view on that is, uh, and if they'll bring him in or not. I don't know. Part of me kind of feels like I don't really need Boba Fett. I, I don't want it to take away from this character. I don't want all yeah. the focus to be on Boba Fett. I want it to be about the Mando himself, because. He's a great character so far. Oh, yeah, he um, is. And I mean, maybe, but what one thing that we can definitely agree on that, that and I, even I will say that Disney does, is they may be able to work in a way to make Bubba work and not take mm-hmm. away from the Mandalorian. Right, that's true. And and like you just said, it would be nice to get an answer to the question. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. you know, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So, uh, what what else? What happens next? So, he gets the job to yeah. go find the, the asset. And let me tell you, there's, like, within the first 30 minutes, 20 minutes of the episode, we're in two CD cantinas. Two different CD cantinas in different, on different planets. So, it's mm-hmm. like, man, you, you just, you're not part of the Star Wars universe if you don't own a, 
seedy bar. With uh, sketchy aliens. With sketchy aliens out. and weird music playing in the background. <laughs> it's like the meeting place for everyone. Cantinas always make me think of the Family Guy skit that they did. Where <laughs> it was right, like, it. it might have been Blue Harvest. It's like, all right, play that same <laughs> all song. Right, all right, same song. Did you notice that uh, the person he meets in the second cantina is Carl Weathers? I from, did. From Rocky. Yep. Creed lives I did. in the Star Wars yep. universe. Uh, yes, he does. So, and he looks good for his age. Looks to be, I wonder if, if he'll be in further episodes. I, I don't it's see... A pretty, it's a big pretty name. big, well-known yeah. actor, yeah. I don't see him just being a bit part. I could see him being in every few episodes as like a contact or something. But then again, uh, Disney has the money to pay whoever they want, whatever <laughs> they want, time. for as much <laughs> yeah. as much work as Absolutely. they want to pay them for. So, um, you know, who knows? So yeah, definitely. I mean, it could, we could see him again. We could not see him again. And we wouldn't be upset either way. So, um, so of course, the uh, uh, Carl Weathers' character gives the Mando the info on this really dangerous mission to mm-hmm. get this asset. And um, he talks to this guy he's some sort of empire sympathizer or Maybe i don't know former, what he's got these former member of the former Galactic general or something, or something. yeah um, and uh he's very much like oh the glory days yeah. when the empire yeah. was running things and all that uh and he's got these ratty looking stormtroopers hanging out in there <laughs> one thing i wrote down was um like when that one doctor came out and scared the Mandalorian and he pulled up his gun and the stormtroopers are threatening him to put his gun down, I'm like, what are you going to do? You can't hit anything. <laughs> you oh, he, are he known said, for missing your shot. <laughs> he said, one of the stormtroopers said, we've got you outnumbered four to one. He goes, I like those odds. because yeah, he knows these guys don't know how to shoot. <laughs> yeah, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Um, one thing that, af- that after he gets the thing that he melts down um from this the beskar steel the the i guess mandalorian blacksmith he goes to Mm -hmm. um the vesco steel they melt it down and give him like a shoulder pauldron to to Mm -hmm. add to his armor and i thought that was i want to explore more of that i want like okay yeah i think that this is meant the beskar steel i think it's like the same type of stuff that the Mandalorians used mm-hmm. in their past, because she said something about all these were taken in the Great Purge or yeah. something, and I assumed that meant like the Purge of the Mandalorians yeah. uh, by the Empire, I guess, and that's why it had the little Imperial seal at the bottom. Yes. Did you see yes, that? Yes. So, and uh, the old and guy the, even made a comment about um, yeah, it's only, it belongs yeah. to the Mandalorians. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he says that he sort of doesn't care about the fate of this target that he's after but there's this other guy dr pershing that was coming out and he was insisting he's like no you have to make sure that you bring him back alive so we don't know what he's going to do but he goes to the planet where uh the target's supposed to be it says on the internet that it's called arvala seven yeah and a desert planet just by the time you get here there's two or three times where mando says no droids Mm-hmm. He, he already oh, yeah. has disdain for droids or an untrust. Yeah. And there's something there that I'm sure they'll expand on more because, you know, Disney doesn't does anything that they don't come back and answer. So, apparently. Yeah. 
I, di- I didn't even think yeah. about that, but that's and, true. And he passes up on a nice speeder to go with a broken down speeder with a human driving it. So yeah. There's so much fan service Absolutely. in this show already. Like the speeders, and uh, w- there was one scene where he's walking through like a marketplace, and there's those little Kowakian monkey lizards, yes. and that's the that's the little thing that was Jabba the Hutt's yes. pet in Return yes. of the Jedi that Laughed like clawed C three PO, yeah, ha ha, clawed C three PO's eye mm-hmm. out and everything. Mm-hmm. They were like cooking those, and they had them in cages <laughs> yeah. and stuff. That's a big fan service moment. And this the show's filled with it. I mean, sometimes you have to go – during the second watch through, I was like, man, I didn't catch that the first time. I mean, that's, yeah, that's me a too. play back to the original trilogy, some of these creatures. And, uh, of course, when he arrives at this planet to uh, start searching for the target, he meets this little – he's called an Ugnot. Yeah. And Ugnots, if you were thinking to yourself, what is this thing or where have I seen this before? Ugnots were the little alien dudes in Cloud City in The Empire Strikes Back. If you remember that after uh, C-3PO had kind of been blasted and he was all shattered into pieces, uh, Chewbacca goes to the garage, not the garage, the C-3PO goes to like a garbage yeah, area yeah. and all the little aliens are tossing C-3PO's parts around and he's fighting them to get C-3PO back. So this character, his name, it's Kuil, K-U-I-L, played by Nick Nolte. Which I... And uh, like I told told you, I did not notice his nultyisms till the second time around. Yeah, I can't figure it out, man. Like, how did they do this? Is he wearing some sort of this actor? Because I don't think that's Nick Nolte. I think he's too small. It's his voice in his face, kind of. Is this like an animatronic mask or something? It could be. Um, they could have I made don't know. like a plaster of his face, and then alienized it, and then put it on a little person or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can definitely hear it after you realize, oh, it is Nick Nolte, because I'm starting to hear like lines, the way he talks from like Tropic Thunder. Um, right. I, I love though how every time he says, "I have spoken," even the <laughs> Mandalorian's like, "Okay," just kind of like, yeah. "Yes, sir." I think I have I have spoken is going to be the next big internet thing. <laughs> it's already starting. There, there's memes and stuff already, but like, I have spoken. End of story. Yeah, done, period. Period. Done. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I liked that little little introduction. Of I think him. I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it in school and see if my kids <laughs> catch it. Just be like, but Mr. Davis, I have spoken. I have spoken. <laughs> That's brilliant. You you've been watching The Mandalorian again, haven't, haven't you, you, Mr. Mr. D? Davis, oh darn it, he yeah. used it on me again. He's been on another D plus <laughs> binge, guys. Everybody, look out. He's on a roll now. <laughs> All right, so he finally gets to uh, where he's he's like at the hideout where the the asset is, the target, yes. whatever you want to yes. call him at this point. Um, and Nick Nolte told him that lots of people have tried and failed to get in there because mm-hmm. the mercenaries and, um, are ruthless. Yeah, and he's just kind of wanting all this nonsense to be over with. He just wants peace uh, in, in his in his home yeah. there. So he's willing to help him go and end this once and for all. And earlier, the guy who gave him the job, the, the Empire Sympathizer guy, he said that the target is 50 years old. Mm-hmm. And it's important that we remember that because I want to tell you my theory when we get to the ending. Okay. But I just want to make sure that we talk about it. He's a 50-year-old target. Yes. So we don't know how long that he has been in this area and how long people have been trying and failing to get to him. But we do know 
supposedly he's 50. that he's 50. Yes. So, all right. So he he's uh, headed down to this area, and we meet IG-11, mm-hmm. who most people thought was IG-88, but it's not. Yes. It's just a similar type of droid, um, and I loved him. It's a bounty droid. Yeah. But even Mandalorian's like, oh, great, bounty droids. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he's uh, he yeah. You opened my eyes. I did uh, again. I did not catch that he is voiced by the brilliant Taika Waititi, mm-hmm. who will also be directing uh, an episode or two of the show. Oh, good. I think he's doing the finale, actually. Oh well, then. Or he did the finale. It's set to be huge, then. Yeah, I would say so. But I loved IG Eleven, like all his different targeting, and he was like super accurate, mm-hmm. really. Uh, Really a cool character. It kind of made me think of a droid or robot that you run across in the Fallout games um, with their multiple arms and guns and stuff and how dangerous they are. Um, but he he is sent there by... We don't know who sent him. But his main task is he's going to kill it. Like he's, you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, he has not been given the you can keep, you can keep it safe or bring it in alive um right did you notice though that the in the explosive explosive fight that goes on uh between the mercenaries and uh mandalorian and ig you said 11 uh-huh. ig 11 there's a little flash to went to his traumatic childhood of like yeah. when he was uh, i get earlier he called himself a foundling mm-hmm. um but there's like it's almost like a ptsd moment that kind of mm-hmm. kicks into his uh, psyche, um, but I enjoyed that battle uh, because there were some some old school feels of like ch- of Han shouting at three PO, or the way he talked to three PO constantly. It felt like that um, between IG Eleven and Mandalorian. Right. This is just comical. There was some little bit of subtle comedy there. Well, he definitely knew how to uh, how to get him on the right path because yeah. he was like, "No, don't self destruct. Yeah. Hey, we can share it. I'll give you half. You know, this is acceptable." This is acceptable. Um, so he knew what he was doing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so so they, they beat him. Yep, they do win the fight, and uh, and they walk in, and we get one of the biggest surprises uh, in recent television. I believe mm-hmm. um, the little egg floaty thing opens. Little floating cradle. Yes, it's like a baby's cradle, and we <laughs> see Baby Yoda. Everyone's calling him Baby yes. Yoda. In my notes, I, I just put BY yeah. for Baby Yoda. But let's be clear here: this is not actually Yoda. No, it is not Yoda. This is, as far as we know, uh, because this is after Yoda has already passed away. Mm-hmm. This is after Return of the Jedi. Yes. So, um, and the droid wants to we kill don't, it. Absolutely, yeah. just he's there's no talking him out of it. So that that kind of forces the Mandalorian to shoot the droid in mm-hmm. the head, which yeah. seemingly which kills is it. yeah, it's sort of sad because IG Eleven is such a cool yeah. character, and he's uh, been you know they've made pops of him already and all that stuff. So I hope that they bring maybe him back somehow. They repair him and bring him back somehow, but uh, we'll see. Absolutely. And uh, so the the Mando and little baby Yoda sort of have a little moment. Yeah, it's like a little uh, Sistine Chapel, like trying to hold each other's hands. 
mm-hmm. you know that Crea- creation, yeah, of, creation man of man painting, painting. Yeah. Um, and that kind of already early on kind of gives you a look into Mandalorian's mentality. Mm-hmm. He might not. Uh, he, now he could have just be like, yeah, but I'll get more if he's alive. Or he'd just been like, this is a defenseless creature. Yeah, I can't figure it out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know yet. In episode two, it... Takes a turn. Towards the end, I started to uh, feel like he was having some attachment Uh to uh, the child. But for a while, it was... Yeah. From the gremlins. It's the cutest little thing. Oh, the internet. The internet has lost its mind over baby Yoda. Everybody wants one. <laughs> so if if you hadn't seen the episode, I would bet that it was probably spoiled was for you by now. You. Because he's all over the place. And rightfully so. It's really cute. Like, I, I didn't know um, how to answer. Uh, Madison actually texted me a picture um, of something she had seen on Facebook. And she said, oh my god, baby Yoda is adorable and I want one. And mm-hmm. I... I guess I, I just my my sensitivity was gone. I just went. It's not Yoda. Yoda's dead. She's not seen any of the Star Wars movies. She just went. Oh, she doesn't understand. She just went. Wait, what? And I was like, uh, I mean, yeah, Yoda died five years before this. So I mean, <laughs> so here's my theory. I think so. If the target is fifty years old, fifty years before this, give or take, you know, a little bit. Is the Clone Wars. Yeah. According to the timeline. Uh-huh. Um, Yoda himself went to Kamino, the planet where they created the clone army. Mm-hmm. They're expert cloners on that planet. And he went to pick up the clone army to take them to the Battle of Geonosis in uh, Attack of the Clones, where the Clone Wars started. What if, while Yoda was on Kamino, either he commissioned... Or someone took his DNA somehow. I don't know how they could sneak past Yoda on that, but you never know. And somehow, a clone of him was created. And that this little guy is a clone of Yoda. Well, I mean, that definitely would hold up because he is not not even toddler age. Looks like a newborn, but he's 50. Yeah. Well, and Yoda, Yoda was like 900 years old. Way differently than any normal yeah. creature does. Yeah. I would yep. I would absolutely agree with this theory. I mm-hmm. would I would love love this theory. I love it. Uh I definitely agree. I hope I hope that that is what happens. <laughs> that could that could bring Cuz I can't think of anything of else. That it could be. Oh, there just happens to be another little Yoda out there. And this is actually not the uh, first time that another Yoda character has been seen. Because in The Phantom Menace, there was a Yoda-type character on the Jedi Council. Mm-hmm. A female. Mm-hmm. And her name was Yaddle. Yeah. But she was never seen again other than that. Yeah. So, but we don't know what Yoda's species is. George Lucas never said. And when he allowed people, before the Disney buyout, he allowed people to make fan films. He allowed people to write books. Whatever they wanted to do was fine. But his rules were you cannot touch Yoda's uh, history before the movies or Mace Windu. Hmm. So um, we don't know his species, where he comes from, or anything like that. So maybe he always 
had this like protective feel of that's mine or maybe i don't know maybe he had some big plans that he never got to huh. i'm not sure but well, i mean and um, that I would definitely they... play into the fact that there are tons of people who think mace is alive somewhere mm-hmm. because if you know we know maul is still alive if he survived a fall and obviously skywalker shows us the emperor survived a fall yeah, well, I would. And Darth Darth Maul surviving is canon, yes. like Disney canon for yes. sure, because he was in Solo, mm-hmm. and uh, he was in the Clone Wars yes, after, Disney and he gone. was, and he was in the uh, Rebels mm-hmm. series. So he's definitely alive. Rebels had the uh, epic rematch of uh, Obi Wan and Maul. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. it. Did not end in, but I know it about did it. Not end in either one's death. So, he's, yeah, that was the thing. Like in. In both of those series, there were tons of lightsaber duels, but no one ever died. No, no. Yeah. I don't think they In the would. movies, I don't think they'd... somebody died most of the time. <laughs> yeah. um, so that was a big, big jaw-dropping ending mm-hmm. uh, for all of us. And I think that not just the ending, but the whole first chapter hooks you early uh, in a lot of aspects. Um, it's a great storyline. Um, great Star Wars elements. That gives you that OG feel as well as it's a different timeline at the same time. Um, and I believe it. You know, it's it's believable. I believe the characters. I believe the worlds, the creations, and what's going on. So Same. Uh, same. I, I love it. And yeah. I'm ready for more. Well, lucky for us, we did get more. Did. Episode 2, Chapter 2, The Child, the child. dropped <laughs> on Friday. And uh, we've already watched it twice. Yes, yes we have. And uh, now let's let's talk yeah, about let's it. So when you start two. the episode, uh, when you start the episode, uh, there's a, a there's this new little Star Wars tag that they've put mm-hmm. at the beginning of all the Star Wars stuff, where it shows all the helmets. Mm-hmm. Have you seen yeah, that? I like that. I love that. Um, and they did a recap of episode one, which is good for me because I'm an old man and I can't remember <laughs> things. So it refreshes my memory and. Uh, <laughs> I can remember what happened on the previous episode, so I was very happy about that. Yeah. And my first note here is, all right, I'm attached to BY, Baby Yoda. That's another one for Disney. Checkmark for them. Yes. But I'll say this right here and now. If something happens to him, I will denounce this show. I will never forgive the mouse. Oh, my God. We are. I am we serious. are in dangerous territory. Here. I will. I will lose my mind if something <laughs> happens to Baby Yoda. I, I could imagine that you are not the only one. Um, I would. I would I definitely not. agree. I would. If they were to do something to Baby Yoda, I would be like, "All right, you lost me." Everyone's in love with this little Baby Yoda, exactly. so I think uh, at this point they, <laughs> if they had a different uh, fate in mind for Baby Yoda. Now's the time to say, hey, guys, we need to, like, quickly go back and change things. Since we're in control of when these things drop, we might need to go change something. Disney Plus loses 5 million (laughs) subscribers after the death of Baby Yoda. (laughs) Surely they they are not dumb enough. They're surely not dumb enough to let anything happen to Baby Yoda. Let's hope. Let's hope. But they they like to get your emotions they do, riled they, up you they know? are definitely in their their old age of disney letting you get attached to people then taking them from you so 
They are definitely pulling a Grey's Anatomy in that it's like aspect. Their trademark. Yes, it is. So, so he's rescued this asset, and he is uh, walking through the cliffs, these these ravine-like cliffs, and he's attacked by, I guess, some of the mercenaries. Some creatures are. Uh, oh, the Jawas. Uh, not the Jawas yet. There's these two taller creatures. They're not sand people. Uh, they looked like the mercenaries that were in the cantina with uh, Carl Weathers' character. What? I don't remember this. Of course you don't remember it. It's at the beginning of the second chapter. He's got the asset. They're just walking through these cliffs, and he's attacked by these two things, and uh, he gets injured on his arm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he gets okay, on his arm yeah, yeah. Then, oh no, these okay. These are Trandoshans. Okay. No wonder I was so confused. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I forgot that you probably didn't know no, that. Okay, know these that. are tra- yeah. These are Trandoshans. Um, there, uh, there was a Trandoshan in Empire Strikes Back. The scene where Darth Vader's on the uh, Star Destroyer. He's talking to all the bounty hunters, and there's two of the admirals talking. And you look up, and there's this reptile guy standing there. His foot's kind of hanging off yes. the side and he's looking at him that's that guy's yeah that guy's name is bosk yeah and uh this is the same species okay. as bosk these these dudes okay this is when we see him obliterate somebody for the first yes. time like yeah like thanos snap obliterate yeah pretty much um, but he gets injured on the arm and they're at this campfire scene and he's trying to take care of his arm and baby yoda keeps getting out of his cradle trying to help him like this little, little buddy, this little creature thing just hobbles over. Like he keeps trying to touch his arm, but he won't let him. He keeps putting. Well, him he's. In. I think he's. He's trying to force heal yes. him. He's trying to use the force to to close up the wound. And I put a question here: Could he feel that Baby Yoda was trying to heal him, and he was refusing it, or did he just not understand what he was doing? Honestly, he was like, "Okay, he back in the crib." I, also, I think with what happens at the end of this episode. He didn't mm-hmm. realize at the time what was happening. Because he's so shocked when we do yes. see Baby Yoda for sure use his yes. powers. And that was such a surprise. So you're probably right. He probably doesn't he's know. He's probably just like, all right, kid. Stop yeah. trying to touch me. Well, you know, the Mandalorian may have not ever encountered anyone with the Force before. This is true. Because he's probably lived after the Great the Great Purge is the Purge of the Jedi, by the way, not the Mandalorians. Yeah. I've just realized that. So it's probably the Purge of the Jedi... Uh, he was born after mm-hmm. that, and on a so he probably doesn't know about yeah. a, you know other than like legends and stories of Jedi. So this is his first time seeing yeah, something like never, this. So he wouldn't no know automatically. Is, probably. Yeah, that makes sense. So definitely, I think he was just like, "All right, kid, stop trying to touch me. Get back in your cradle." Well, he finds that his ship has been torn apart by Jawas, <laughs> and yeah, gotta love the Jawas. <laughs> And there's this intense uh, fight on the side of the sand crawlers. He's like, he's doing his best Adam West style Batman yes. walk up the side of the sand crawler, and the Jawas are throwing stuff, chucking it at him, trying to knock him off the side. But he makes it up there. He's like grabbing them and throwing them out the windows. I loved that, that whole funny. thing. It was it was really a kind of a tent. It was ridiculous and silly, but at the same time, sort of tense. Yeah, and like, I was like, oh my gosh, what's what's gonna happen? And then in the end, he falls right off the top and hits the ground. I was like, dang, man, those Jawas really did a number on him. Yeah, this is, you wouldn't think that uh, that would happen, but here we are. This is the first time that we see him desperate, almost. You know, his ship's been pulled apart by Jawas. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got no way off this planet. He couldn't even get his stuff back from their sand crawler. And uh, he's just kind of like, well, Dad Gummit, I, I need help. Well, of course, the uh, wise old mentor, the Ugnaught Cooley, or however you say his Kuil? name, Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. <laughs> Nick Nolte arrives, and we know how Josh feels about the wise old mentors, mm-hmm. the Dumbledores, mm-hmm. the, the the Gandalfs. The so I have some, I have some concerns about Nick Nolte. Yeah, I immediately started uh, to think. I hope he doesn't join him on this journey because I'm pretty sure he won't last. Yeah. Well, he may be back yeah. though. Yeah, definitely. He may show up and have his moment, <laughs> but I, I don't imagine that if he stays a big part of the story, I don't imagine that he'll survive because no. that just always happens. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Uh, you know, he. he Nolte, Quill, however you want to say it. Um, he takes him back to the Jawas to bargain with them. And he, Mandalorian tries to speak Jawa to the Jawas. And it's all like broken English. Looking. <laughs> you sound like a Wookiee. <laughs> yeah, no, I loved that little Wookiee joke. That was funny. Um, but there's some different... There's a good balance, I think, with comic moments and Western moments, and tense moments, and Star Wars moments. Speaking of funny moments, is the internet like totally trashing Baby Yoda eating the frog, or did they love it? I don't know. I haven't Do you checked. Know? Uh, I think it's hilarious. I could just see a, a lot of the old, like, jaded Star Wars fans be like, oh, this is just like Jar Jar eating the yeah. the frogs on the in the Phantom Menace, or whatever. I mean, it, but uh, it's so Yoda. Look at the crap he cooked in his cave that he made Luke eat. Yeah. It's probably frogs. <laughs> I mean, it's probably frogs too, or some sort. I liked it, I but I'm just—I know—I don't have much faith in the internet, yeah. uh, and I can just totally see them well, just trashing there, it. But. There's a moment there that's like a, a mother, a mother and her kid. Mandalorian watches him doing it, and he goes, "Spit it out!" Spit that and out! Then he swallows it. <laughs> just stares at him like, <laughs> "Nope, sorry, I'm hungry." But. uh it was funny. I don't think the internet's trashed that. I think they're too in love with the character. Oh, I hope. Yeah. He's pretty great. Yeah. So the Jawas send him to retrieve this egg. They said they want mm-hmm. the egg. That's how the, he'll mm-hmm. get his parts back. And this is another moment that we see the Mandalorian beaten almost. I mean, this rhino creature just throws him around. Yeah, it reminded me of one of the creatures in the big arena battle in Attack of the Clones mm-hmm. uh, uh, when Padme and Obi-Wan and Anakin are chained up to those pillars and there's like a rhino mm-hmm. and a crab and a big cat-type yeah. monster. And I don't know if this is supposed to be the same species or not, but it reminded yeah. me of that with the big horn and all that. But, I mean, it just obliterates him. It's, it's you know, his, his gun gets damaged. Uh, his rifle gun gets damaged, and he's like at mm-hmm. this moment where it, he's down on his knees, and he knows it's charged, and he just has his knife ready, almost like this, this is my last chance, like a final charge type moment. Uh, either way, one of us is going to die here. and mm-hmm. then we, Or both. Or both of us. And then we get this another jaw-dropping moment. Baby Yoda uses the Force to stop the creature. And lifts him right up in the air, giving uh, uh, Mandalorian an opportunity to stab the creature. 
and bless his heart, he gave it everything that he had, and he just f- collapsed. Yes. He just he couldn't take anymore. Passed out and went to sleep because he's so tiny and young, um, not as versed in the force as older Yoda, obviously. Right. Um, but it, like like the first ending of chapter one, it's just another jaw dropping moment where it's like, oh my gosh, this is Baby Yoda. It's force sensitive, mm-hmm. and it's Yoda. So it has to either be a child or a clone or something or a rebirth or whatever is going on here. You have my attention. And oh, it's yeah. huge. Dude, imagine what it's going to be like if and when he talks. If it's the voice? Mm. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, man. Maybe he'll sound different. I don't know. but alive? I just wonder. Uh, Frank Oz, yeah, yeah. he's alive. Mm-hmm. I just wonder, like, what he'll say or what he'll sound like if he talks. Probably start out going, mm, mm. yeah, doing that. Too. Maybe he's maybe he won't. Maybe he's too young to talk. Maybe I mean he hasn't yet. So yeah, maybe we'll see a big span of time pass and he'll grow up a little bit. Teenage Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like a teenage group. <laughs> that actually is. That's a very good uh, connection there. Maybe yeah. we'll get to see those kind of timelines with the character. So what did you think about the jaw was eating the egg? Uh, it was weird. Um, yeah. I, 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 I was more amused with it the second time, yeah. I felt like. The first time I was like, this is kind of weird. Yeah. And then the second time I was like, okay, I whatever. Wanted, or, they kept saying, suka, uh, suka. Sharing it, or sharing it like it's breakfast. Like They remind me of like hooded Oompa Loompas or something. Yes. yes. Um and I think this is the most character they've given Jawas. The most time sure. on screen and the most character they've given those little creatures. J- Jawas and the Sandcrawler and all that stuff. That's just more fan service. Oh, yeah. um, we had never really seen a Jawa battle before. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I can recall. So that away. was really interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. More fan service. I mean, this whole this yeah. first two episodes is chock full of it, and I cannot wait to see where they take us with... Uh, you know, chapter three and on. And there's going to be eight chapters this season, I think. That's right. Cool. Mm-hmm. And it'll end a little bit after Skywalker? Or just I, in time? I don't know, because I had thought that it was originally supposed to be set between The Last Jedi and uh, The Rise of Skywalker. But I, I was totally wrong, and it was five years after Return of the Jedi. So yeah, I don't know. But when it comes, like its release dates, will it lead us into, or will it still be going on when Skywalker? It will still be going on when Rise of Skywalker comes out because the eighth episode is scheduled to release on December twenty seventh. So this will be like uh, a week and a half or so after the movie comes out. Hmm. Which yeah, I don't think there's no coincidence. I don't think there's coincidence there. I think that maybe, maybe, just maybe, there will be something drop in that last episode that answers, not just answers questions, like not in Skywalker, but like another mouth-dropping moment because we've just gotten a jaw-dropping movie, hopefully. Well, you know, they have said that in the future, to keep up with the Marvel movies, you have to watch the shows on Disney+. Plus. So they might try something like that. You never know. I have heard Telltale that Daisy Ridley is going to be in more after six, nine, after nine. Uh, hmm. 
whether it's D plus or something, but apparently she's not going anywhere. I don't know what that means, but well, good for her. Yeah, um, but uh, man, I love the show. Me too, and I'm so excited for next uh, this coming Friday yes. for the new episode to drop, yes. and uh, we'll watch it a couple times, and then. Second episode of our mini series on the Mandalorian will be out uh, a week from now, next mm-hmm. Monday, where we discuss chapter three of the Mandalorian. Yes, and I'm sure it'll be uh, just as amazing as the first two chapters. Probably even more amazing. And uh, however, a difference between that and these two is you're going to have to be a Patreon subscriber to. What are you waiting for? Get chapter three and on. Uh, these are just little little tidbits to catch you up with Chapter 1 and 2. And if you want to continue hearing more breakdown of Mandalorian Monday, maybe uh, talk a little bit more in depth about some different aspects of the show, uh, you will have to be a Patreon subscriber, and that can start at only $5 a month. I mean, I'm telling you, it's, it's a steal. It is. Uh, and until then, uh, you can check us out on Wednesday mm-hmm. when our 29th episode drops and it's dc versus marvel who wore it better where we talk about the similar characters and who Mm -hmm. wore the costume better or the power or whatever makes them similar and we had a guest just who did it better better. yeah we We did tara oglesby a good friend Mm -hmm. of the show and us and we have watched her grow up in theater and she is now at scad university in uh georgia and she is actually dating a marvel intern which is really cool. Um, I don't know. I don't know who's more lucky, her or him. I would say him. Still, definitely him. Still, because um, she's cool. Well, I mean, a Marvel intern—that's a pretty yeah, big deal. Yeah, it is. It is. But Tara's awesome, and she her her goal is to work for Marvel one day. Mm-hmm. So I joke. He's a very lucky yes, guy. Yes, Tara is wonderful, yes, is. and we've given her the uh, new nickname, Tenacious Tara, which she proved. In the episode that she's tenacious oh, about her nerd, oh, yeah. she really is. She did. So uh, maybe she'll return one I day. I hope so. I hope so. So please become a supporter of the Patreon page, $5 a month, and you will get to take part in more Mandalorian Mondays. And it will not just stop there. Whenever they say that there's a season two, we'll do the same thing for the next season. Um, yeah. But brother, this has been a cool little thing. I like this. It's yeah. fun. Can't wait to can't wait to talk about it again next week. Absolutely, brother. Well, uh, you take her easy. I know you got work tomorrow. Oh yeah, back to the grind. Weekends are not back to weekends it. are not long enough to recoup from five days of work. No, forty eight hours is not long enough. Goes by too Absolutely. fast. If the if work days would go by as fast as weekend days, I don't think we complain. But, but you know what, man? I can't complain. Because I have Disney Plus and I have The Mandalorian. All right, we'll see you.